G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On Mondays, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby and an impression about what's happening for the political agenda in the week ahead. And a special welcome to Wendy Francis from the ACL. She's National Director for Politics and at this point still State Director for Queensland and the Northern Territory. Wendy, welcome along to 2020. So good to be on, Neil. It sounds like you've got a great program today. I was listening to everything you were listing out, thinking, wow, it's a big morning for you. It is a big morning, and looking forward to some really great conversations. And I can't think of a better way to start off, though, than Wendy Francis with you on some of the big things that are happening around Australia. And, you know, we're talking about the order of a list of things we might talk about today, and uh, we've elevated this one to the top because it is so significant of what was tabled last week in the Australian Parliament, uh, the Religious Discrimination Bill. What's your overall impression from the Australian Christian Lobby? So uh, broadly I'd say to you that it's it's a modest bill. Uh, in one way it's unremarkable because there's nothing outstanding in it, but, but it essentially is a useful bill and we are really hoping that it will pass. Uh, it's certainly... Um, it goes a long way to helping some things. And I heard that you're going to talk to Mark Spencer about Christian schools. I think there's some good news in this bill for Christian schools. Um, things like the Falau Clause have been dropped, and that's disappointing, and we can talk more about that. But So there's been some, some wins and some losses in it, but overall it needs to pass. It appears that debate and vote will not be this week. There was some anticipation tabled last week, a vote this week. That looks like it's being pushed back. We were really hopeful that it would go to the lower house this week. But what it does do is give us more time to to, um, debate and to talk to particularly the opposition uh, as well as the coalition on the bill. So it's not... It's not a disaster that it's not getting voted on this week. I have to say, for me, it appears that the numbers weren't sure and that's why they would move it to a committee, but there might be other reasons. But it's been pushed. It was going to go to a committee anyway, but we were thinking that we'd go to the lower house this week. seems to be being pushed straight to a committee, which means that we are going to need to um, mobilise people to put in submissions and that will you know, obviously occur over the Christmas period as well, which is disappointing, but it often happens that very important stuff is debated over the Christmas period. So I think it'll be probably the first week of February now when it actually um, is, is tabled into the lower house for a vote. So it'll be important for listeners to a conversation today not to let their guard down because sometimes we think we relax across Christmas and the New Year, but this going to committee means that there might be a little bit of on guard here to be able to uh, make some submissions because some necessary uh, issues will need to be raised to protect what is good in that bill because there's a lot of opposition to this bill and uh, some very determined campaign activists who are opposing it, Wendy. 
It really is. And it's so disappointing because much of what comes in opposition to a bill such as this is actually just not true. Uh, You know, I've been on interviews um, on radio recently about this bill and I've been asked some of the most bizarre questions. Uh, I've been asked, um, isn't it true that the Bible says that disabled people will not enter the kingdom of heaven? I say, I like it takes my breath away to be honest. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of lies actually that are peddled or misconceptions. I just sometimes I try and get my head around what it is, but what that means is that it's so important then for people of faith to to mobilise for the bill because there is a lot of people, a lot of opponents that are push, pushing back, and that makes it hard for. It makes it hard for the members of parliament unless there is uh, an, also a group of people actually advocating for the bill. I did read some commentary suggesting that the bill was going to be something like a Trojan horse to unleash hate speech on people perhaps from the LGBT community. And uh, the issue here at hand, Wendy Francis, is that um, the, while the opponents think that somehow or other this bill is going to give some level of ability to discriminate against other people. Uh, The opposite is true. Totally true. Uh, We've had just a very recent case of um, two young women who were in a cafe um, asked to leave and not to come back because they were reading the Bible together and praying. You know, these are the sort of things that are happening on a daily basis just about here in Australia. And so this, this bill does not and would never condone um, hateful speech or speech that is going to um, vilify or cause violence. But unfortunately, people are able to actually label hate speech as things that we would believe are a biblical principle. So since a marriage changed, for instance, marriage between one man and one woman um, for life, which is what we as Christians would believe that is definitely what God says, that no longer is actually um, according to the law of our land. And so for us to be able to say something, they need to say even a common statement like, well, I still believe marriage is between one woman and one man for life, which is what I do believe. Unfortunately, there needs now to be some protections for us to be able to say what we really believe. That does not give us the right or the ability to vilify or be hateful um, but it does give us the right to be able to speak uh, truth in public, which is what we're actually advocating for, the ability to, to continue to speak truth in public. And uh, the bill itself, uh, more than 60 pages long, but it is available for every single person who's interested right now to be able to find that online. Uh, no doubt your encouragement is for people to actually read that bill, but uh, from the ACL perspective at this point, uh, necessary and reasonable legislation that will help protect religious people from discrimination. So, Wendy, there is some ways that people can, in fact, uh, put their name to, some level of support here. Uh, What's the ACL website got there that people can take some action today to support the bill? Definitely. There's an email campaign available on ACL's website just to help you write to your federal member and also your senators, really urging them to support the bill. And numbers do matter, but you don't need to even go to the ACL website. If you, can, if you know who your federal member is 
write to them, write to the Prime Minister, write to the senators of your state particularly and just send an email saying, please support this bill. Um, it is, we do have points up on our website too that people can see the summary, I guess, of what we, what we see is in it and what isn't in it. Um, but certainly this bill does, um, it does provide some basic protections. It doesn't address some of the flashpoints we believe that are there for um, religious hostility in the real world. We really do see that there are some areas that are not addressed. Uh, but there still is a discussion to be had. And we're, so we're hopeful that we'll be part of that discussion. But, but it does provide some basic protections and we believe that it deserves to pass. Wendy, there's so many big issues on the agenda this week. Let me touch on some of these. The New South Wales Euthanasia Bill passed last week in the New South Wales Parliament Lower House. Uh, your reflection on that? So disappointing. Um, and, but the thing is that it has passed the Lower House New South Wales, there's the lower and upper house, as we would know, and so it's still yet to go to the upper house. The one of the encouraging things I think to say is that both the premier and the opposition leader have opposed the bill, uh, but they allowed their MPs a conscience vote. So the the conscience vote in the lower house won by 53 votes to 36. What has happened though is that there's more than 160 amendments that have been proposed to that bill, and so the, this discussion is still happening um, but we are really praying and hopeful that New South Wales will hold out for the sanctity of life against this bill when it gets to the upper house. I imagine in previous debates where states have rushed through or not even as I understand it not even allowed debate on some of those key amendments I mean I guess we might hope in New South Wales uh, there might be some attention to the details any uh, any aspiration from you for what the New South Wales uh, upper house might do I really hope because these two leaders are opposed to the bill that they will allow the proper um, discussion as you say in other states particularly I'm thinking of Queensland it was just rushed through and even the amendments weren't even all, all able to be visited in the discussion which was just horrendous but you know I think uh, so the sad thing for me Neil about euthanasia is that there's many people even people of faith who don't seem to understand what is and what isn't euthanasia and I think it's really important that people understand what we're talking about here because Euthanasia is the is the purposeful killing of an innocent person. We're not talking about turning off life support. We're not talking about um, stopping uh, treatment. We, those things are not euthanasia. Um, turning off somebody's life support is not euthanasia. Giving morphine to uh, relieve pain, that is not euthanasia. Um, euthanasia is actually the deliberate killing of an innocent person. And so we know that God says choose life and he is opposed to the innocent um, being put to death. So, yeah, we sometimes it worries me that I don't think we really understand what the conversation's about. Yes, and uh, we'll be following that through too as things move to the upper house and how the developments of that debate continue and around those amendments. Uh, certainly there's some hope that in New South Wales there might be some uh, more common sense than we've seen in some other states. Hey, there's a glimmer of hope and uh, some good things that have been happening too. Just to touch on uh, one or two of those, the ACNC charity regulation 
it's been disallowed, and listeners will know that we've been talking about this uh, for uh, a month or two uh, around issues about how charities could be more easily deregistered. There's there's some good news on this front, Wendy Francis. There really is. So under um, what was the proposed regulation, Christian charities, schools and churches, there was there was an increased risk of sanction because the bar was dropped so low that even marching in a pro-life rally, um, holding a sign, an invitation to come to a church forum um, that was about uh, gender or sexuality, all of those things could have actually removed a charitable status from a church or or an organisation. And so it is a great thing that this um, regulation has been disallowed, that it happened 24 votes to 19. So that was a really good thing. And again, it's people power because so many so many people uh, contacted their MPs and said, we do not want this regulation to go through. So, you know, I just say congratulations to people because when you stand up and speak, people listen. And I guess some honour there to the independent Senator Rex Patrick, who uh, led the charge on that one. And uh, and so uh, there are going to be senators, uh, whether uh, they are uh, uh, senators in our federal parliament or those in upper house seats who actually do uh, look for detail here that they can uh, to bring some common sense. And so some honour to uh, Rex Patrick there. Hey, let's touch on the big and very significant bills in Victoria, the Victoria Religious Exceptions Bill. Uh, This one has passed the lower house too. Uh, Your thoughts here, Wendy? Well, this is one of the reasons why the federal bill is so important. Um, And I know we've already talked about the federal religious discrimination bill, but this federal discrimination bill would actually override this Victoria Religious Exemptions Bill. And it's really important because... This um, this exemptions bill in Victoria is is actually diabolical because it would be stopping schools from being having the right to employ people of their faith or their ethos. And um, what we're seeing though now is that this is this keeps on being pushed back by by some great people. And this is the last sitting week in Victoria, so we are really hopeful that it might be deferred. And really, it could be deferred indefinitely if the federal bill comes into play because the federal bill would in one way make this bill redundant because the federal bill would be able to override this bill. Okay, and we'll look forward to some good news there. But as you say, uh, in some sense, the planets have to align to actually make that happen. The federal legislation could override the state, but the state could well uh, introduce that legislation and it could be a part of Victoria in no time flat. Uh, Just touching on to the Victoria's Pandemic Management Bill, and I know listeners who have been watching the news reports and seeing Tens, even hundreds of thousands of people who have been on the streets protesting uh, these sorts of issues that are going on in Victoria. Um, Wendy, your thought about the pandemic management bill? Well, this one has also been delayed, um, and and I think it's a good thing it's been delayed. It seems to me to be quite a massive overreach. The bill would give the Victorian government virtually unlimited capacity to um, restrict uh, movement. It would ban public gatherings to be able to close businesses or order all sorts of quarantine requirements. So this bill virtually gives the government unlimited capacity to do those things. And the penalties are really high. Um, so people who breach the restrictions put in 
It's two years jail term. It's up to 90,000 fines, $500,000 fines for businesses. So they're big penalties and massive overreach, I would say. And of course, uh, those marches that we've been seeing on our TV screens, on the evening news, uh, some of these described, Wendy, as some of the biggest marches in Australia's history. And uh, perhaps uh, some reporting, not showing the significance of just the size of those. Uh, but people will know that uh, the Andrews government brushes off those protesters who are on the streets as extremist anti-vaxxers, but so many of them are not there because they're anti-vaxxers, but because they're worried about their own freedoms. Any thoughts about those protest marches and, and the way they've been conducted? I, I totally agree with you. These people are not anti-vaxxers. Um, you know, there might be anti-vaxxers amongst them, but... If the number of people out there marching, it doesn't match up with the number of people who have had the vaccination in Victoria. But it's not just in Victoria, it's around the nation. It's, it's stunning when you look on the news and see the, um, the size of these. I don't think we've seen such a huge motivation for people to get out on the streets since perhaps even the Vietnam marches. Like it's, this is really big. Um, and I, you know, I just look and think, wow, the government cannot ignore this number of people out there, surely. As I understand it, uh, there is even a move amongst people within these marches uh, calling for governments to be removed. I mean, uh, for state governors uh, to do their jobs and, and to protect the people and, uh, and the freedoms. I mean, I'm not sure whether you're across that sort of uh, thing that might be, uh, might be developing, but uh, people power here obviously is being seen and uh, no doubt is very important. And as I've been encouraging people, if they do participate in those marches, of course, we'd encourage peaceful protest but any thoughts Wendy on uh, listeners who are thinking well I I could have gone to that march but didn't maybe I should have any thoughts here about people and protesting I do think that we've got to be careful that we keep the main thing the main thing and and I do think that you know for us as Christians our focus has got to be on Christ and not causes but at the same time, when our freedom is, is being, uh, when we see our freedoms being removed, then I understand why people need to march. But again, as you say, it needs to be that we are doing um, this in a peaceful way. Uh, but uh, my, my warning, I guess, to people is Christ not causes and keep your eyes focused on the Lord Jesus and, and be guided by him as to what your actions should be in, in any sort of situation. Wendy Francis, wonderful wisdom in those thoughts and I want to thank you for taking some time to share these with us and for listeners who are thinking about all of these big issues. How are there so many huge issues on one political agenda for the week ahead? Well, you might ask yourself that and whether it's time to take some level of action, whether that's supporting an email campaign or whether that might even be joining people for a peaceful demonstration on the streets in your town or city. Let me point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can find detail about how the Christian Lobby is seeing these things as they are developing. acl.org.au That's acl.org.au Wendy Francis is National Director for Politics at the Australian Christian Lobby and State Director for Queensland and the Northern Territory. Wendy, thanks so much for a great update today on 2020. Thanks as always for having us, Neil. We really appreciate it. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 